Welcome to another episode of the Field Notes Podcast, a podcast capturing stories of God moving in workplaces around the country through young adults just like you. We're your hosts, DP and Caleb, and we're excited to bring you another story of Jesus at work. All right. All right. Well, we're back, Caleb. How are you feeling this week? Doing great. How about you, Danielle? So good. I'm was listening to last week, hearing about all that's happening in Seattle. Mm. So powerful. Yes. Um, the testimonies of God that's coming from that city. Yeah. Amazing. It's one of the best parts of doing these things is we get to talk to people from literally all around the country. And uh, I love that God's the same in any and every environment. You know, it's just it's just awesome. It's so true. And, and like you said, we're we're talking to friends all over the nation. And who do we have today? Well... I am very excited and honored to introduce my dear friend, Hunter Kelly. Wow. The and dearest. He, my, a former roommate of mine wow. and uh, a man of deep integrity and many other phenomenal things that mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's going to be uh, convinced of by the time we finish talking today. But uh, Hunter, good to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. This is a reunion for the ages. Uh, so true. It's great, great to be with you all today. Yes, I wish we were in person. We're uh, having to do this virtual, but um, one day, soon, we'll be back in the same place. Uh, Well, Hunter, maybe to kick us off, we always like to hear from people on the podcast, just very simply, who you are, uh, what are you doing, where are you working these days, and anything about your background that you'd want to share. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well... Uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. I currently live in the great state of Missouri. I'm in Kansas City. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I uh, recently moved to Kansas City. I, I moved here just at the start of the year, been here for a couple months. Um, I uh, And I work for U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, one of the senators here. Um, I had previously worked for him in Washington, D.C. That's how uh, we all know each other, of course, and living together on Capitol Hill, and uh, was there for a couple of years. Did a little, uh, did a little stint in Texas, and the guy, God just gave a real clear call to go to Kansas City, uh, come back to work for Senator Hawley, and so now I'm here. I'm, I am, I feel settled now after a couple months here, and just really believing for what God is is doing here in Kansas City, and for more to come. Come on, man. Well, I was thinking, I, one thing I'd love people to hear, because I remember when we first met, you shared a little bit of your story, and uh, I just think it's such a powerful picture of the love of God and his ability to break through in people's lives. So I wonder, could you just share just a, you know, a minute or two, how did you come to know Jesus, and uh, maybe how's, how does that impact uh, you deciding to jump into the field that you're in right now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, uh, this in school was really when I, I encountered God really, really powerfully. And, and, uh, my first few years in school, I was, uh, was not walking with God, did not want to know God. Uh, in fact, living as far away as possible from any type of authority, uh, specifically God and whether it be, um, the partying or, I, you know, I was a bartender and just uh, fooling around in every way possible, just living a very, very dark lifestyle. Um, in fact, my perspective was I wanted to live as 
be the craziest person in the room, be the most, the furthest rebellious and whatever that looked like. And, um, it was just a really, really, uh, bad, not a great time. Um, but in a moment <clears throat> when I was really thinking big, big questions in my life and in college had just everything that I thought that would bring happiness, everything that I thought would bring fulfillment. I, I got it. I, I, I achieved it. My goals going into school in this, in this big season of life, and I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied at all. In fact, I was I was quite quite the contrary, and um, was just was just pondering life. And in a moment, um, was had an interaction with a man on the street who happened to be homeless, and he was having some issues of his own, and asked for some prayer. And uh, or he didn't. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He didn't ask for prayer. I, for whatever reason, offered to pray for him. I hadn't prayed in years. Hadn't wanted to pray. Wanted nothing. Like I said, to do with God. But I. I didn't really know what to to do. I uh, had nothing of, to give him, and so I I just asked if I could pray for him. And while praying, uh, there was just this powerful, powerful encounter with God. Like this, I, I I describe it differently now than it was then. But the presence of God just powerfully mm-hmm. beating through my chest, through my body, and just wow. He was there. And it was from that no- moment when I was when I was pondering these big questions in life. I, it was just clear. Okay, God is real. God is here. And he made that very clear to me. And so from that day, I mean, everything changed. And I bought a Bible and God started speaking and, and um, everything changed from that day. And, uh, and to, to see where we are now is just, uh, is just remarkable of God's faithfulness and how he, he seeks the, those that are, that are far from him and no one's too far. And I just believe, believe that and know that today. Wow, that's so powerful yeah. of you kind of were reaching for all the superlatives, the biggest, the, you know, I don't know. I just think about when we're seeking, we'll find him. I don't know. and But you weren't seeking. He actually approached you. And I love that about Jesus in the yeah. midst of our question asking. We might not maybe we could be looking for him or we could be just somewhat asking those questions. But he answered in a pretty dramatic right. and specific way. And I love that yeah. he he just really met you in that place, uh, in that place of prayer and, and vulnerability and reaching out to that one person. So I, I love that testimony. And I think that's a lot of people's journeys right now is asking the big questions of life. And you never know when that one person will ask you yeah. for prayer, you know, right. that God will actually meet you in the midst of that. Mm. So I love that that mm-hmm. story. So you kind of have this encounter with God. Your heart starts becoming open to the things of God. You start kind of taking this journey um, of kind of falling into government. So maybe again, how, how did you end up in, in D.C. and what led you from your school to there and maybe a testimony of that, that journey along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So really when God opened my eyes to the reality of life, we're made for life with him, to know him, to walk with him. It was clear that he let me go so far away from him. I didn't have any Christian friends. I didn't I didn't know any, but what was clear was that I was now as the craziest person in the room that God wanted me to be a light in the room. And to be to to he let me be so far away around so many non-believers to then tell them about the Lord, tell them, show them what he did in my life. And so that is what the rest of my school looked like. The last two years was ministry, telling, telling all those people that I'd spent you know years with that Jesus is actually the way. Hey, the life that we're living isn't the way, and God did amazing things. And 
um, people giving their life to the Lord and ministries that are continuing to today from that day at school, which I'm so grateful for. Looking towards D.C. was very random. Uh, I did not plan to be in politics and government. I did not want to be, uh, but I was had some exposure to what was happening in Washington, D.C. and Capitol Hill. And just as clear as day, just believe there was this call, hey, go to Washington, D.C., as you were a light in a dark place in school, I want you to be a light in a dark place on Capitol Hill. And that was the sole reason. I didn't study political science or government. It was, okay, I hear that D.C. is a dark place on the news and it's crazy and all this, you know, scandals are happening. And just believed God moved in when I was in school and God was sending me to be a light there. And that is the sole reason that I went. And uh, I mean, the testimony of going there was I didn't have connections on Capitol Hill. I didn't have a job or a place to stay when I was getting when I was graduating. I just believed so. God gave me the faith to believe that He was providing, and I packed up my car, and I was going to D.C. with with uh, with not much, but two days before I left, and I got offered a job, wow. and uh, uh, in Congress, and it was just by the grace of God that He. He did open the door, and he did uh, have a place for me there, and um, it was there for ministry, and and uh, just was grateful that God orchestrated it the way that He did. Yeah, I love it, man. I remember, uh, I remember when we met. I guess a few weeks after you came to DC, and uh, Hunter and I lived in a small. We we called it the shoebox. Very uh, small. Yes. A very small apartment. But, uh, but dude, what I've, what I've always loved about that story and just your life is like the commitment to taking steps of faith Mm -hmm. and risk with God because he's worthy of it, you know? And, uh, and I just, just even to jump off of one thing you said, I love, I love that God gave you this vision for, man, this is a hard, dark place with real pain and real struggle, but don't we want the people of God running to the pain because yes. we have the life of Jesus in us, you know? And it reminds me of, uh, I've been coming back to this passage a lot in the last few weeks, but at the end of Hebrews 12, um, the writer says, we're not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls, you know? And like, mm-hmm. just that, I love that picture of, man, there's so much shaking going on. Uh, and there's so many temptations to like shrink back into our corner, but I, I love, uh, I just love that that's your story that like, Hey, we've got the light of God in us. So where's the dark place Lord? And, uh, man, I feel like for so many of our listeners too, um, you know, that, that dark place could be a random block in your city where, you know, it has a stigma, nobody wants to go there Mm -hmm. or a workplace where it's like, gosh, like, you know, this place is, there's so much corruption or nobody wants to work for this boss or, yeah. uh, or this is just boring and will suck the life out of you, you know, but it's like, but if God gives you a vision, then there's totally the, the faith, the wisdom yeah. that's needed. And, uh, Absolutely. and man, dude, like you're, you're doing it. I mean, talk about jumping into a, a, the political environment. It's just tough at times. Mm-hmm. And uh, and doing it by faith, so I I love that. Um, I, I wonder, could you share? Uh, I I remember just so many testimonies you've shared of God 
moving in the workplace. But what's maybe one you'd want people to know about um, uh, something that that's felt significant or a way you've seen God at work in your workplace? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just to clarify, are you talking in D.C.? Are you talking since moving from D.C. anytime at all? Whatever you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Well, something I was I was thinking about. Um, what, so I moved from D.C. to Texas last year, and I was in an office there. And something that has stuck with me and um, from, from there, just a testimony of what God's done there and just testimonies that have sprouted out of this one testimony is, um, in, in short— I was moving into a new office with my coworker, and one of the one of the uh, people on staff in this office building, kind of like a handyman engineer, was helping moving a TV into our office. And he came in the room. My coworker said, "You know, hey, how's it going? What's your name?" And then immediately asked, jumped right in, "Where would you go if you died today?" Which really, like, I was like, "That's bold, very, very direct." He really, you know, went for it. And, uh, and, you know, this guy responding, he's like, well, you know, I hope I go to heaven. I, I guess I don't really know. And in a minute, my coworker sh- shared the gospel with them, you know, hey, God made us to, to know him and, and for a relationship with him, but we've sinned and we're falling short of, of God. And now the only way to, to walk with him is through Jesus and for the forgiveness of our sins to accept Jesus as our savior. Would you want to do that today? And it was an incredibly powerful moment. We knew this guy for two and a half minutes. And this guy was on the verge of tears, gave his life to Jesus. And from that time, we started a discipleship for the months that I was there from the day I left. We were in discipleship, walking through the gospel and walking what it was like to, to lead his family. And then he brings his, his fiance in. She gives her life to Lord to the Lord. And I'm thinking, like, that was crazy. And this is crazy. I mean, this is real life. Like this man has gone from death to life. And I'm, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start, you know, doing what this guy did because that was, like, you just jumped right in. And so, you know, I'm at, I'm at dinner the, the next week and I just jump in with my waiter and, and simply in two minutes in, he gives his life to me. And, and it happened a number of times that my coworker continued to do it. I did it with like a guy over at my house and people were giving their lives to the Lord. And it was like, we didn't sugarcoat it. We didn't be this super strategical relationship. It was just the gospel is the gospel. We have one reason for life and it is relationship with Jesus. And that is, we just saw the fruit of it. And so that's the testimony of like, I'm just realizing more and more, it's less complicated than what I've tried to make it be. And I just want to be clear with and live and talk and breathe out uh, the reality of life, which is Jesus. So uh, that's the testimony I really wanted to share today, just the simplicity and the, the power of the gospel. I feel like this is every person that we talk with, it always kind of comes back to this. And I'm like, yes, yes, it amen. And it's, I think even hearing you say that, it's like, because you have the vision of of the Lord, of being a light in the darkness and seeing people who might feel like they're going throughout their day in and day out, maybe moving a TV. They don't, they don't, it's like waking them up in the midst of their day in and day out and yeah. willing to be bold and decreasing the fear of man and increasing our, our fear of God, of asking the question directly. And I'm like, you know, when I think about talking with people, like sometimes you just got to be direct in yeah. the sense of like, hey, 
I love you. I'm compelled so much out of love that I have to ask you this question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and at least that's what I'm hearing your heart in as. Like I um, am so in love with Jesus and love with the people that he's called me to be around. I have to ask this question. If I don't, it just would be a disservice. And so I love the, the boldness as well as just the love that compels us to love others, to ask directly. Mm. Yes. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, well, man, what a powerful story. Um, so Hunter, I, I wonder if you could share, um, you know, one of the things we're going after with this podcast is I think sometimes living on mission in the workplace or partnering with God at work mm-hmm. feels like this great concept that we go to a conference and hear somebody talk about, but Translating it down to, okay, like, what do I actually do today? I'm walking into my office. Um, you know, how do I, how do I bring this to uh, my work that's actually in front of me? And mm-hmm. I, I feel like tools are always really helpful and God's always teaching us, you know, different, different ways of partnering with him. So but I'd be curious, is there anything that's been helpful for you um, in just this question of living on mission in the workplace uh, that, that, that you could share with us? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and I think, I think that's a great question and something I've, I've certainly wrestled with and and thought about. Um, and I think especially moving, coming from school, like school to work is like, there's this big shift, right? And something that I I didn't want to do is like compartmentalize my faith of like, this is my faith. And then I go to work and then, you know, walk with God. Like, like I don't, I didn't want to separate it. And so one thing that I did that was really impactful for a number of reasons was one, I was something that I, that I believed I needed to do was, was have quiet time in the morning in my office. And so instead of, you know, waking up at home, I'd go to the office early and, do do it, pray there and get in the word there. And, uh, just, just walking in this walk, ensuring that I'm like in my mind, bringing God into the office and just physically, uh, which was helpful. And then what, what that also did is at times coworkers would come in early and, and they'd see me in the word and it would strike conversations that would, that would really, uh, I think blossom into really solid conversations that, would, uh, you know, lead to these spiritual conversations that, that I think were really, um, really good. And then, and I know we've talked about this of, it leads to spiritual snacks. It, it guys, uh, the a guy being able to throw something out there and talk about faith and talk about what's important to yourself, um, and just relating to God and being able to, um, I think really press into those conversations to get into the spiritual conversation because it can feel challenging. And so something, um, to, to help build those conversations and talk about the Lord and hear where people are coming from is really helpful. I think something else regarding a tool is there was times for a couple months, I would think, okay, I want to have this time to pray during the day. And so not just beyond quiet time, I'm going to pray throughout my, you know, the, the basement of this building or the first floor of this building and pray for the lost, pray for where I know specific people are working and really believing for that there, you know, I'm, I'm there here, um, believing and contending for, for these people. I think that was really crucial. I mean, I think fasting, uh, is, it was, what has been a big one for me. Um, cause when you're, you know, fasting is, 
you know, I don't love fasting, but when I fast, I'm always glad I did, but I don't like the idea of it. But when I'm there, when I'm there, uh, you know, you're thinking about food and the thing that you're praying for. Uh, and, and it's been helpful when, when skipping a lunch or doing something like that and, and believing and praying for people or praying for God to move. That has been a game changer. And I think just, uh, uh, one for the power of God to move first and foremost, it has to be God to move. Uh, but also just building, I think building faith, uh, knowing that God is moving when we pray and ultimately leading to those conversations and open doors that God is providing and building that boldness in us to have those conversations. Yes, mm-hmm. man. So good, man. All, all of those things. Yes. Each one could be a, a, a sermon. Um, yes. so I, I love it. So good. I, I love the idea of bringing Jesus to the workplace and be like, of course, we're, you know, it's like the Lord's always with us, but like, I'm going to go early and I'm going to stake out some ground for, for the kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, I love that. I, 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 one of the things that, that came to mind, uh, just to, just to honor you, Hunter, um, uh, cause we worked, uh, in, in Congress together for a bit and I, uh, one of the things that always struck me was how consistent you were to stop for people in the building mm-hmm. and things like, uh, in, in these government buildings, you have congressional staff and you have janitorial staff and the police officers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so many people that are coming through. And, uh, I, I remember seeing you so many times, just like you knew the names of the, the janitorial staff, you knew the names of the people you were walking by you remembered something that they had said earlier and, and would just love them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I feel like, um, man, in a, in a fast paced environment, like that just takes so much intentionality to to do that, you know? And I, I just love that. Like all these things are not, it's not rocket science, but it's, Mm -hmm. it, it is intentional. And, uh, and anyway, it's just something I feel like I've seen you do so much is like choose to be intentional and, such a beautiful reminder, I think, to all of us, like, um, man, Jesus is moving, uh, and he wants to partner with us and it's his power anyway, you know? So it's just like, are we just going to show up with intentionality? And, Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's, I love that. And be open, you you know, and be open to be used by him. You know, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. 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 As we kind of round the house here, wrap up here, Hunter, I would love to hear what's um, something that about God's heart for this field that and this area of work that you'd want to share with people. Like, why this sphere that of influence? Why have you stayed? What keeps you here? Yeah, right. Well, the uh, I, I asked God that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? No, I'm just kidding. The uh, I I think something when in the day and age right now with the political, um, the how how polarized the politics and government is, it's like, I something that I just see God's heart is like unity, fighting for unity in truth. So not compromising on truth, uh, and fighting for unity. And uh, I just see it as so God just so desires his his people to be unified. And I just think of like, man, Jesus's last prayers are for his people to be unified and for not to be divided. And in a place that seems to be the most divided in the United States is the political arena. Uh, You know, I I just 
I just got to think God's heart hurts when he sees brothers and sisters fighting tooth and nail against one another. And so I'm believing uh, to for unity amongst his people, even when there may be and there are disagreements on politics um, or, and there are disagreements in life or political candidates. It's like God is so much more than all. That. I mean, it's not even we can't even fathom it. Like it's just God is is everything. Uh, you know, he is he is he is everything. And yes, the, he has established government and it is a good thing, but it is him first. And and his church is the the institution which he has chosen to bring his his spirit into this world. And so I think that's first and foremost. And uh, so that's what I'd, I'd say to that. It's a challenge. It's a battle every day. I struggle with it. Like I can, I disagree with people and uh, I, I have to continually remind myself, and this is a good reminder right now <laughs> to fight for the unity um, while, while keeping truth, but fighting for the unity in the body. Yeah. So good. Amen. Amen. Well, Maybe that's a good place to end. Um, Hunter, I, I, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'd love it if you'd just pray for uh, the people that are going to be listening to this. And um, I know we've talked about the intentionality to, to show up, the power of the gospel, uh, God's heart for unity. So whatever aspect of that you'd want to pray over people that are, that are listening here, um, just that maybe that'd be a good way for us to, to end here um, for you just to impart whatever God's been doing in you on, on all of us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Caleb. Well, Lord Jesus, I just thank you uh, for this time. I thank you for this moment. I thank you uh, for who you are and that you're with us. This verse, Lord, in Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God, not to us. And it's just... But I thank you for this, that we are just, we're just a jar of clay, but the treasure of you dwells inside of us because of your way. And so, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that we, we just know we can walk in confidence because your spirit is with us, that your spirit, that you, Jesus, are the treasure of life. And so, Lord, I just pray that everyone listening, Lord, we would just know that your, your spirit is within us and your spirit uh, and, and Jesus, you are the hope of the world. And so, Lord, would we just simply trust in you as we go and as we as we walk into our office or we walk into a store and just remember, Jesus, you're the reality. Um, I don't have to dress this up. I just have to be simple and just share you. Um, that's what you ask us to do. And and you delight when we do that. So, Lord, I do just pray for that simple under the understanding of just who you are, um, the hope that you bring to the world. Um, and Lord, I just, I just pray that you would, uh, that you would move us, that you'd move the body here, uh, that you'd move the listeners here, uh, to reach the ends of the earth. Thank you, Lord, for this time in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, Thanks. love you, bro. Thanks so much. You're amazing, Hunter. Love you guys yes. so much. Yes. So powerful. You're awesome. And thanks for listening, everybody. And yes. uh, maybe next time we're with Hunter, we'll talk about whether Texas or Kansas City barbecue is oh, superior. Mean, no. But I feel like I mean, that's a done deal. It's a done deal. Hunter's outnumbered on this call. We may have disunity, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. We don't want that. John no. 17. All right. <laughs> Bye, uh, everyone. Love you, Hunter. Bye. See you. Bye.